0: This is Levi Cooper, coming to you from Pardes in We have been discussing the mitzvah of Pidyon Shvuyim, securing the release of hostages. And we've uh, noted that the sages refer to this mitzvah as a mitzvah rabah, a great mitzvah. The sages of the Mishnah, however, limited This mitzvah by telling us that we do not pay exorbitant ransoms just to secure the release of hostages. We also saw that there has been a tendency in our history to, despite this rule of the sages, pay whatever we are asked in order to save our brothers and sisters. And we quoted the Radbaz, Rav David ibn Zimra, from the 16th century, who explains that the Jewish people are gomlei chesed, b'nai gomlei chesed. We are kind people, children of kind people. That is our heritage. And therefore, even when we're asked to pay exorbitant amounts, we do so in order to save our brothers and sisters. And then we discussed the tragic story of Revmeir of Rutenberg, who in 1286 was taken captive and ruled that the ransom that was being asked was too high, and therefore he said, Do not redeem me. And Revmeir of Rutenberg was held captive for seven years until 1293, when he passed away in captivity. And even then, His body wasn't released. In more recent times, there is also a fantastic story of a rabbinic figure who was taken hostage. And the story I'm going to share with you today in this episode is unbelievable. And there are details that, as I recount them to you in light of what we know today, it blows your mind. On the 6th of September, 1970, Palestinians from the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine hijacked three aeroplanes, a TWA flight from Frankfurt to New York, a Swiss air flight from Zurich to New York, and a Pan Am flight from Brussels to New York. There was an attempt to hijack a fourth plane, an LL flight from Amsterdam, but that attempt did not succeed. The first two airplanes landed in Jordan in an airfield known as Dawson's Field. They weren't sure if the third airplane would be able to land at such a small airstrip, and therefore that third airplane was taken to Cairo, where Egyptian police were able to to gain control of the uh, aircraft. Three days later, on the 9th of September, another aeroplane was hijacked from the British Overseas Airways Corporation, and that plane was also landed in Jordan. Altogether, there were 310 hostages. Most of them were released on the 11th of September, except for 56 Jews who were held. Now, the hijackers demanded that prisoners held by Israel should be released. The President of America, Richard Nixon, sent armed forces to the area but did not activate them. The president, the prime minister of England, decided that he would negotiate with the hijackers, much to the chagrin of the Americans. And in the end, England released a uh, a terrorist who had attempted to hijack a plane and had not succeeded, and they released her in exchange for the prisoners, for the hostages, except for the Jews. Meanwhile, a rabbinic body in America, headed by the great Rav Moshe Feinstein, gathered together to discuss the situation. And on the 9th of September, Rav Moshe Feinstein, the president of that body, Agudat HaRabanim, he wrote a letter to the Prime Minister of Israel, Golda Meir. And Rav Moshe Feinstein wrote to Golda Meir and he said in his brief letter that the rabbis had gathered together to discuss this uh, dangerous situation and they acknowledge how difficult it is for the State of Israel to decide how to act and therefore this rabbinic body is expressing the Torah opinion that because this is a case of Hatzalat Nefashot, saving people, that takes precedence. And therefore, if there's no other choice, the State of Israel must fulfill the demands of the terrorists in order to save the lives of those hijacked. Now, it's time to share with you, my friends, that amongst the people who were being held was Rav Yitzchak Hutner, who was one of the leading rabbis of America. He authored Pachad Yitzchak, a set of uh, works on the festivals. And Rav Hutner was on one of those planes together with his wife, his daughter, and his son-in-law as they made their way back from Israel to America. One of Rav Hutna's students turned to the American authorities and said that Rav Hutna was one of the senior rabbis in America and therefore he should be given preferential treatment. And the American government then set in motion attempts to provide kosher food for Rav Hutna while he was in captivity. In the meantime, Rav Hutna's students began a campaign to raise money in order to secure Rav Hutna's release. And they were able to raise millions of dollars. The students understood that there is a rule that even though we don't pay exorbitant amounts to release hostages, when we're talking about a talmid Chacham, a wise person, a senior rabbinic figure, no price is too high. And those students were intending to negotiate with the kidnappers, with the terrorists in order to secure Rav Hutner's release. One of the other senior rabbis in America, Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky, he was against the entire idea of making a deal with the terrorists, not because he thought that Rav Chutna wasn't one of the great rabbis of America, but for an entirely different reason. Rav Kamenetsky had an interesting claim. Said Rav Kamenetsky, the mitzvah of pidyon shwim, of securing the release of hostages, that's a mitzvah that applies during times of peace, not when we're at war, because during a war, handing over significant amounts of money to the enemy will just strengthen the enemy. Now you might be asking, 1970, which war were we in the middle of in 1970? Rav Kamanetsky explained that the original War of Independence from 1948 never ended because the Arabs are still seeking, said Rav Yakov to end the the state of Israel and their hope is still to throw all the Jews into the sea. Therefore said Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky, there is no mitzvah of Pidyon Shvuim at this time. And therefore Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky argued that we should not make a deal with the terrorists. In the end, The State Department of America said that that deal can't go ahead because we do not negotiate with terrorists. King Hussein of Jordan sent the Jordanian army to bomb the bases in Jordan of those Palestinian terrorists. And the Jordanian army attacked various Palestinian organizations, arrested and killed thousands of Palestinians in what was called Black September. And at the end of the day, those efforts of the Jordanian army led to the release of the hostages held after 22 days. Rav Chutna was amongst those released, of course, But he had been traveling together with a manuscript of one of the volumes of Pachad Yitzchak, the manuscript that was dedicated to the Festival of Shavuot. That manuscript had been confiscated by the hijackers and after the entire ordeal, his students tried to make connection, to ask the uh, hijackers whether they could buy back that manuscript. They didn't succeed and Rav Hutner was forced to rewrite the volume on Shavuot and he tells that part of the story in the introduction to Pachad Yitzchak on Shavuot. My friends, this is an unbelievable story. Let's just review some of the uh, salient details. America refusing to negotiate with terrorists. A civil Initiative to negotiate with the terrorists. The state of Israel not doing anything. And the Jordanian army killing thousands of Palestinians and eventually leading to the release of the hostages. And all the hostages were saved. Particularly as we think about our situation today, this story from 1970 seems to be so far away as we continue to pray for the speedy return home of all our brothers and sisters who are being cruelly held. That's all for now. Until the next time, to the Beat Midrash!